right, happy Festivus. Uh, I felt it was appropriate to record episode three today because I have a lot of problems with Hubert Davis and you're all going to hear about it. Uh, before we get to that, if you haven't already, please rate this podcast on uh, Spotify. I'm currently working on getting the podcast on Apple Podcasts and we'll hopefully have that done soon. You can watch the video version of this podcast on Instagram at the Open Mic Pod, as well as see some clips from each episode. I really do appreciate the support I've gotten so far. Uh, I did see that I have one listener that's in the 45 to 59 age range, so shout out to my dad for that. Uh, he'd typically get to hear this rant during our weekly breakfast trip to Waffle House, uh, so he's probably glad it's now out of the way so that he can contribute to the conversation and not listen to a monologue each week. I do need to give uh, Kyle Cutting another shout out. Kyle designed the artwork for the podcast and also pointed me in the right direction to find some free music that I can add to the intro. And now we're starting, or now we're getting to the point where we're going to sound like a real podcast. The goal is to have the intro on there today. If it's not, um, you'll notice in about a minute and 11 seconds into it. Uh, he's done, Kyle's done more work for this podcast than I have and it had been completely up to me. This would not be happening. Um, so I really do appreciate everything Kyle has done to kind of help me out with this. But now, since it is Festivus, it is time for the airing of Grievances. So Carolina beats out 70 to 50. Uh, I didn't get to watch it the other day because of work, um, but I couldn't help but laugh at some of the comments left by Inside Carolina Instagram followers. One person said that they or they were asked what they, their thoughts were on Carolina's performance, one person said, didn't watch. If Kentucky's 30 points better than us, then I'll just wait for another mediocre football season. Well, sir, you actually don't have to wait that long. Uh, the mediocre football team will be playing another mediocre football team in like a week. So you don't have to wait too long. Uh, but another person said, not Carolina basketball. Didn't see fast breaks on defensive rebounds. Uh, there were nine comments and six of them were negative. Maybe I should see if they want to be on the show. Anyway, um, I really didn't think that I'd have a Hubert rant this week, but then I saw his post-game press conference, and the first issue I have is not necessarily with something that Hubert said, but with a question that was asked to him. I'm not 100% sure what was asked, but the transcript reads on giving up nearly 100 to Kentucky and then holding app to 50. Are we, are we seriously asking that? The, the team that won the Natty in 2017 gave up over 100 to Kentucky. The issue this year is that this Carolina team scored 30 points less than they gave up. Sometimes you're going to give up a ton of points. Good teams and good offenses score, especially when they like to get up and down the court. But Carolina's expected to hold app to 50. I don't know if the football team could hold app to 50. But even a Matt Dordery-led Carolina team would be expected to hold App to 50. And I mean, no disrespect to App. I know they won the fun belt like last year. But it's App State basketball. No top prospect says to themselves, I think I'm going to go play collegiate basketball in Boone. Boone's a great place. I love Boone. But the basketball talent difference between Boone and Chapel Hill is supposed to be drastic. You're supposed to hold App to 50. It shouldn't be a shocker when you give up 100 to Kentucky and hold App to 50. The problem is... You pretty much scored the same amount of points against Kentucky and App. One was a 30-point loss. The other was a 20-point win. That's the issue is giving up, is not scoring as many points as the other team. He's then asked about the identity of the team 
and here's what he says. I want the identity of this team to be um, a team that is comes every day with energy, effort, and toughness. I think that's the only way that we can achieve or have a chance to achieve all of our individual and team goals. You know, I just for us to be able to compete against the Purdue's and Tennessee's and Kentucky's and Michigan's, and for us to to be able to um, have a chance to to win the ACC regular season and tournament and get to a Final Four and win a national championship, we have to have that uh, blue collar mentality. All right, listen, he Hubert says the right things. He does. He he says the things that Carolina fans want to hear. The problem though is he's been saying this since he was hired and since before the season started. This is from November 5th. So this was before the first regular season game. One of, and he says this about the team. One of the things I've noticed, there's a sense of desperation, motivation, motivation with guys on the team. They're desperate to be relevant. They want to be heard, and they want to be seen in a good way. Well, uh, we seems like we've got an issue there. Because if there was desperation in the beginning of the year, why is there not desperation now? Why is there not desperation when you are playing elite teams? Screw the desperation when you're playing app. You're supposed to beat app by 20, even if you do go through the motions. But when you're playing Kentucky and Tennessee and getting taken behind the woodshed, then we've, we've got an issue. Because when you wear when a team wears North Carolina on their chest, you, you think they're going to be good, especially when they have four All-Americans and a super senior and a pretty deep bench. But evidently, evidently not. So now he's, it seems like to me, he's kind of contradicting himself. He said he wants the identity of this team to be a team that comes every day with energy, effort, and toughness. Then how, where was the sense of desperation and, and motivation in November? What was he looking at? What happened? You know, I, I want to quote the Joker here from The Dark Knight and say, did, did, did your balls drop off? The great Cleveland Indian Kamikaze Tanaka would look at this team right now and tell them they have no marbles. All right, no, I did not coach at the D1 level, but I have been fortunate enough to coach high school baseball, and I realize they're not even close. But I do know this, and that is you can coach effort. Whether you are coaching uh, 14-year-old kids uh, how to fill a ground ball or 19, 20-year-old kids a simple concept of defense or even rebounding because that's clearly not being taught right now. But if you go through the motions in the game, it's because they are allowed to go through the motions in practice. You can demand effort and still be a player's coach. High school and college athletes are not dumb. They know they need to be pushed, and they want to be pushed. I straight up asked a kid one time what I needed to do to try to get the kids to buy in a little bit more. I was frustrated with how we were performing a couple games in the season. I wanted to, I knew I needed to make a change. So instead of being ignorant and going through the same things over and over and expecting a different result, straight up asked one of the kids I trust and be like, hey, what do I need to do here to try to get us going in the right direction? What needs to change from a practice standpoint? And the kid straight up told me I need to be harder on them. What's funny is this was after the varsity team and coaches were jokingly saying that I was coaching the JV cross-country team and not the JV baseball team. The effort and identity of the team comes straight from the coach. You can look at any program or business or even church. All are a reflection of their coach, boss, or pastor, and like how they bring uh, whatever messages they're trying to sell. That matter what it is, if that that leader 
can sell it, can showcase, can do a good job of explaining everything that needs to be done and brings the effort and brings the energy. And you can tell he studies and he's, he's really looking into this. Then the team can buy in and they will take a look at, or think back with me to the 2005 national title team. Every starter on that team was a Matt Doherty recruit. They went from the chaos that was Matt Doherty in 2003 to winning a title for War Williams in 2005. It's a different coach. It's pretty much the same exact team, same five. There was maybe a couple freshmen on there that saw a little bit of playing time. Everybody else played for Matt Doherty. But it was a different coach. One coach demanded effort and discipline. The other one didn't. But right now we've got six and seven, six to seven dudes on this team that played for Roy. Roy demanded his team to have effort and the freaking rebound. Right now, Hubert can't get them to do either on a consistent basis. Biggest difference is the coach. If Hubert wants this team to have a championship identity, he's going to have to demand it. Maybe a Festivus miracle will happen and Hubert will figure it all out. Figure it out. It all starts with him. That's all for today. Um, remember to follow me on Instagram at the Open Mic Podcast. Leave a rating on Spotify and take it easy on the tinsel this year. It can it can be very distracting. <laughs>